0: You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. A lot to get to ahead like typical on today's show. We'll recap what we learned from Monday's press conference availability. This podcast coming to you early. It's technically the Tuesday show, but nonetheless, we got you guys covered on everything you need to know from BYU football availability. We'll also catch up on some of the other news and notes involving BYU athletics and also begin our preparation for the Arizona State showdown as we talk about what happened the last time these two programs squared off against one another all the way back in 1998. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. A quick reminder for you guys though that there's no better place to get all of your Big 12 conference news than our friends over the locked on Big 12 podcast. It is hosted by Josh Neighbors and yours truly may currently be on Locked on Big 12. We'll probably drop an extra episode with that conversation at some point. Make sure you follow the locked on Big 12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado, though, let's get rolling here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 14th, 2021. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning in my day job. But I love being with you guys every day, talking all things BYU right here on this podcast. A reminder for you guys before we really get rolling here to hit that follow button wherever you might be listening in from. A little birdie told me that we're working on getting set up on YouTube so you may be able to look at my lovely face every day. If you so desire in the relatively not too distant future, but in the meantime, hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from and we are free and available on all platforms. There's no exclusivity here, folks. We make it so you guys can find us anywhere. You're listening in from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a litany of other podcast services. Make sure you follow along and join us. Every single day. All right, getting going here on a Tuesday technically edition of the show. And what we've been doing is kind of a pull back of the curtain here of how we're going about publishing stuff this season. I'm typically doing the Monday edition of the show on Sunday at some point and publishing it immediately after I am done. So, for example, last week I had it done mid afternoon or actually kind of early evening, I guess. I published it last night, it was a little bit later on, but I publish it right away, so those of you listening on a Sunday evening are getting the Monday edition of the show, and today is technically the Tuesday edition of the podcast, and it'll drop at some point on Monday, because why wait when BYU football availability is at noon mountain time? I'm not going to sit back and make you guys wait an extra 12 hours to listen to something that you guys can find other places. So that's why we're going a little bit early with this, and as I kind of mentioned in the open... I was a special guest. We did a crossover edition of the Locked On Big 12 and Locked On Cougars podcast to talk about BYU joining the Big 12. Josh Neighbors was so kind to invite me on. We'll drop that podcast probably later this evening or maybe tomorrow so you guys can hear that conversation more about Big 12 in specific with regards to BYU joining that conference. Now, Kalani Satake spoke to the media yesterday and had some very interesting comments, I thought. Um, He, first off talked about the fact that Arizona State, they expect a very tough matchup. And and we are going to look back on the last time that these two opponents squared off against one another in 1998 here in a moment. But let's start you off with this. Kalani Sitake offering his assessment of what he sees from Arizona State, particularly on
0: offense. Really well coached. Herms done an amazing job there. Obviously ranked and, and they're having a lot of success. They have a really dynamic quarterback that causes a lot of problems. Jaden Daniels is a really, really good player and, and he has a lot of poise. He just seems like a veteran right now. Surrounded by a physical, athletical line, good tight ends that can play and can block and can, they can catch. And uh, a number of skilled players at running back and, and receivers that have tons of athleticism and speed. So it's a difficult matchup, but we're looking forward to it.
1: Kalani's not wrong about one thing. The athleticism that Arizona State has, it's undeniable. They have athletes all over the field, and that's typical of a lot of Arizona State teams. And the one thing that's always kind of been lacking Arizona State, and it's something that's not necessarily out of the norm for Herm Edwards' team, is the fact that they just don't play with a lot of discipline at times. And that's something that I think Herm has been seeking during his tenure as head coach down there in the desert. But I don't know what it's going to look like when they come up here to elevation, which, by the way, Herm Edwards uh, asked about that yesterday during his media availability, essentially said, well, we all breathe the same air. I haven't brought it up once. Coach, I hate to say it to you guys, but anybody who comes from a lower elevation, in particular, closer to sea level, and you come up to 4,600 feet, is that what Lavelle Edwards Stadium sits at? So just shy of a mile up in the air. Running at elevation versus running at sea level are two very different things. I'm not a runner, folks. I, I, I don't proclaim to be. But when I am working out and I have run both at elevation and when I run down at sea level, I feel like I can breathe. I feel like I can go much further at sea level. It gets a lot thinner, the air does, up in the atmosphere when you get up this high in elevation. So he can say that all he wants. But I think in the second half, his players may start feeling it a little bit, but they also do do their um, fall camp up in the mountains up there above Phoenix. So maybe it's a little bit of an overblown issue, but it is still something to keep an eye on. Uh, Kalani Sitake also did offer up his assessment of Arizona State's defense, led by one Merlin Robertson, a guy who formerly was a high-level recruit that BYU was chasing, and based on some stories I heard, would have likely have gone to BYU, but had some other off-the-field concerns that precluded him from really chasing that dream down. But he's not a very good player, and there's a very good defense that Herm Edwards has. And this is what Kalani had to say about the defense in particular.
0: Really well coached as well. They have tons of athletes, size, playmaking ability at a lot of different places. And notice their, their linebackers are very active. Well coached team. They're ranked for a reason. So looking forward to them being here in our home and looking forward to the matchup and the, and the game.
1: This is an Arizona State defense. BYU's offense is really going to be wary of. Travez Moore is kind of their star pass rusher. A very, very good football player. I mentioned Berlin Robertson before we played the clip from Kalani. His backfield running mate at linebacker is Darian Butler. And Butler is not necessarily, I guess, what you'd call an elite-level, size-wise guy. Because I think, him like six foot, he probably weighs 220 pounds. But he's a playmaker, plain and simple. He just gets the job done. Think of a guy like a Brandon Ogletree, if those of you can remember back to Tree's days playing in the middle of BYU's defense. Not the biggest guy in the world, but just capable and making plays left and right. It's kind of more of a Darian and probably more athleticism than any linebacker that BYU's had of his same ilk. And then the biggest thing, the one thing I think BYU's wide receivers are going to struggle the most with, but I thought they'd struggle more with Utah's cornerbacks, is the cornerbacks at Arizona State, Chase Lucas and Jack Jones. Jack Jones, a former USC transfer, both of them Lockdown down corners. So guys like Nil Pau, guys like Gunnar Romney, they're going to have to show well if they want to get open against these guys. But this may open up what many of you have been asking me about. What about the tight ends, Jake? I've had a myriad of you reach out and I had the chance to ask Kalani Satake about the lack of production from BYU's tight end unit. And he delivered a pretty good answer. Let's let him explain.
0: The production, you guys are talking about catches, but yeah, look at the perception. production that they're doing blocking. It just doesn't come down to catching the ball. They, they do everything else out there that we need them to do. And that's protect the quarterback sometimes and pass pro and also get yards for our run game. And so when we're talking about stats, whether it's the quarterback or the receivers or the tight ends, the, the stuff will happen. I don't think you force feed something, but I think uh, you look at last year's games and you look at teams that are defending us. They know that the tight end is, is a viable option for our quarterback. And so it's not a surprise to anybody but we have different options a lot of different places at running back at receiver and at tight end so it's just a matter of what the defense does it's not like we're just going to force feed guys when the defense is taking it away
1: there you have it folks the explanation from kalani satake and any of you who listened to my film review i mentioned on that edition that i felt like guys like isaac rex were absolutely phenomenal especially blocking in that game against utah i'm telling you If Chase Lucas and Jack Jones are truly what they're all cooked up to be, speaking of USC's cornerback tandem, this may be the game that Aaron Roderick finally kind of pulls the cover off of his tight end unit and really unleashes them. We'll see what Arizona State decides to defend. People know about Isaac Rex, folks. They know how good he is. They know how talented a player that he is and that he is expected to be. And they're making sure they do everything they can to take him out of the game plan. But Tight ends are contributing in multiple ways on BYU's offense, and in particular, right now, they're doing a phenomenal job in the run-blocking scheme. Kalani talked about the fact that they have a lot of talent at other positions, the running backs, the wide receivers. Well, I'm thinking at some point, there's going to be a breakout game, whether it's multiple tight ends, or if it's a guy like Isaac Rex or Dellen Holker, who decides finally just to go off, or gets the opportunity to go off that is when I think uh, the concerns, the fears, whatever it might be regarding the tight ends units, the tight end unit, not the tight ends units, when the tight ends unit will actually finally be back in the forefront. So don't fear too much. It doesn't sound like, but I do understand the fact that only one catch through two games for BYU's tight ends group seems pretty low. Let's be honest. So there you go. More from Kalani Satake. Okay, coming up next, we'll look back at Arizona State BYU football history. Formerly members of the WAC. Also, the last time they squared off was the tail end of a four-game series played in the mid-1990s. And Kalani Sitake was a part of those games. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by a new sponsor here on the podcast, our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anybody in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you may not have ever heard of. What it is, they offer any prop you can think of, yardage, touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You can place your wagers on any of any or all of those. Let's be honest, you don't have to pick all of them. And right now, all of you that uh, deposit use the promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit up to $100. Think about that, folks. A great way to have some fun on the college football games you may be watching, or you may be interested in watching. All you do is you pick two to five players and place an over/under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times back on any entry. And it's just you versus those numbers. Really, really simple. And the best part is, Price Picks also allows mixed sport entries. So if you have interest in the NFL, NBA, college hoops, Major League Baseball, soccer. MMA and more, you actually can place bets on those other sports alongside the college football entries. So for example, you could take the over on a LeBron James combined with an under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. It's really, really simple. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, or you can go on their website. That's prizepicks.com. And the best part is entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They also uh, offer fast withdrawals and prize picks is safe. So once again, go to prizepix.com or use your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at Rock Auto. Of course, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of all vehicles, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why not go to rockauto.com where they have every part under the sun from every manufacturer available to you guys at the click of a button. It's really, really simple. They want to save you time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years online. Their prices are reliably low for all customers, and they have everything that you could ever need as a customer. Everything from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even to new carpet. They've got it all for you. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Please write locked on or locked on Cougars in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Give us some credit, obviously. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's rockauto.com
0: about two yards to go. Redner's not going to get it. Rob Morris on third and ten. Here's Federick to throw. Over the middle and it's complete. Here's Sitaki brought down from behind inside the 20-yard line. First and ten, BYU at the 40. A flag on the floor. And that flag may go for North here at Cougar Stadium. In the last half minute of the first quarter, hey, there's Ronnie Jenkins. Jenkins still on his feet. Oh, it's into the hands of Ben Horton. Goodness. Who's going to make it? Wow. No flags. Touchdown Cougars, 9 nothing. BYU, 74 yards. And they are getting penalized a lot tonight. Here's Jenkins again. Cut down at the two in the opening game last week against Washington. Dacons, touchdown
1: BYU. There you go some of the highlights from BYU and Arizona State way back in 1998. Charlie Steiner from ESPN. Crazy to hear him doing ESPN highlights. That was the soundtrack of my childhood in the 1990s. But there was a time folks before he became the Dodgers announcer that he did stuff like that. But really really cool game. BYU ended up winning that contest if you don't recall. 26 to 6. Arizona State came in as the 14th ranked team in the Associated Press, coached by Bruce Snyder, and BYU, they had had quite the battle the previous three years against Arizona State. They played every year from 1994 to 1998, and it was just a fun series. Of course, uh, BYU and Arizona State were founding members of the Western Athletic Conference back in the 1960s, until Arizona State left the WAC to become members of what was then the Pac-8, became the Pac-10, with them in Arizona joining the Pacific Athletic Conference, and this will be the first time since 1998 that these old rivals have squared off. Crazy, crazy game way back in the day. And you probably heard in the midst of that highlight, a certain fullback that went by the name of Kalani Fafita Sitake in there. Well, Kalani Satake was asked about his involvement in that contest during his media availability. And here was Kalani's assessment of his performance
0: catch I think I had a big gain, maybe a touchdown and it got tripped up from behind. Uh the linebacker tripped me up, but um the run I don't remember much. I was a blocking guy, you know, and blocking guy with, with hands to catch the ball. And back then you could you can't play offense for BYU if you can't catch the ball and that probably goes for the the O-linemen as well so uh, it, it, it felt good I remember that game it's a lot of fun I, I like the games against ASU Been they, they have a great fan base there's a lot of connections between I had a lot of great teammates from the area in the Phoenix area specifically in the Mesa area back in the day so I know there's a lot of connection with the church members in that area too so there's, there's it's going to be a lot a lot of fun there's a lot of people that we know on that team and coaches on that on that program in that program and uh, we have tons of respect for them and looking forward to the game but yeah back then man I I wouldn't look back at, that was 98, right? My stat line wasn't that great back then, but uh, man, I had a lot of fun.
1: For those of you wondering how Kalani did on that night against Arizona State, well, he pretty much nailed it. He had one carry for just two yards in the contest and he did have that one reception. 25 yards was gained on it. And if you watch the highlight of it, it looks like he did have an opportunity potentially to house it, but he was tripped up by a linebacker. So a grand total of 27 total yards for then Kalani Fafita Satake. Uh, in that game against Arizona State. Well, he also mentioned the fact that he talked about the fact he was a blocking back, and he blocked extremely well in this game. Ronnie Jenkins had maybe his finest outing as a BYU football player in this contest. 30 carries, 171 yards, had a long of 33 on the night in terms of his long carry, averaged 5.7 yards per attempt, had one touchdown, Reno, or then as he was known, Junior Mahe, was second on the team with seven carries and 56 yards, had a long carry of 57 yards, was an absolute highlight late in the game. And Ronnie Jenkins actually added another three receptions to lead BYU players in receiving with three receptions, 43 yards, along a 22. So he was well over the 200 total yard mark. BYU is a team rushed 56 times for 214 yards, more than making up for Kevin Federick's absolutely abysmal six completions on 20 attempts. He did have the one touchdown, a 74-yarder. You heard Ben Horton in that highlight reel. Horton's lone catch of the game, 74 yards and a touchdown. That's one way to make up a stat line. One reception, 74 yards, and the average of 74 yards, along a 74 yards, oh no, yeah, the six points you scored on the other end. So a huge win for BYU, and they'll be looking to make it another victory this week when they take on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Folks, I am super excited for this game. When Arizona State and BYU announced they had a series put together once again, I was extremely excited because this series they played in the 1990s is one that I fondly remember. Just some absolutely epic battles back and forth. I remember Ben Cahoon had an absolute career night down there in Tempe, if I recall correctly. And just... It's one of those series that it's regional. It obviously has a lot of connections, as Kalani said, due to people living in Utah and Arizona and having connections with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and all that stuff. I look forward to this, and I'm excited to see it play out on Saturday night. One note I wanted to pass along to you guys is from our friends at Cougar Stats over there, and a very interesting note from them, all the same, saying that BYU, in their history as a college football program, has only played eight times against teams where their opponent and them were both ranked in the AP poll at the same time. It goes back to 1985 when the Cougars played both UCLA and the Air Force Academy. They lost to the Bruins, then beat Air Force in 1990. Obviously, that huge win Over then number one, Miami. The loss to Washington in 1997 is another game. Colorado State was a W for BYU in 1999. And then in 2009, BYU loses to TCU. And obviously that epic victory, Andrew George, Max Hall connecting to beat Utah in that. BYU overall, four and three all-time in home-ranked matchups. And this will just be the ninth time that these two teams have squared off and Looking forward to it. It is going to be an absolutely epic clash, I feel like. Arizona State is beset by all kinds of different things going on right now with regards to an NCAA investigation into their recruiting practices. But that's not going to affect their on-field performance in this contest because there's nothing that's going to happen between now and this game and really now in, what, two, three years from now potentially that is going to affect on-field play for the Sun Devils. So I would expect... The Jaden Daniels, the crew, Herm Edwards, Antonio Pierce, the defensive coordinator, they're going to show up in Provo fully expecting a big-time matchup with BYU. And I, for one, look forward to it. I think this is going to be an absolutely titanic clash. And if you beat Arizona State, speaking of BYU, you're going to see the Cougars vault potentially, I'd say, as high as the top 15 I really do believe that. The Sun Devils currently ranked number 19 in the AP poll, number 21 in the coaches poll. The Cougars, number 23 in both polls, as we chronicled on yesterday's podcast. But looking forward to this game, and we'll be catching up with the guys from Locked On Sun Devils. They're supposed to schedule a meeting with them, hopefully for midweek, to do a crossover edition, talk about their insights on what they expect from Arizona State going into this game, and let you hear a little bit more about what to expect from Herm Edwards and company on Saturday night. So, coming up here in just a minute, though, we'll wrap up today's edition of the pod, catch you guys up, excuse me, not cash, catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan, and also announce how we're going to go about giving away tickets to that Arizona State game on Saturday night. Yes, we are giving away a pair of tickets for you to be in the stands and watch BYU and Arizona State in the ninth home ranked matchup between the Sun Devils and the Cougars. So stay tuned. We'll get to all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline, of course, has you guys covered from top to bottom, no matter what your interest is. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football to basketball to boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the offers available for the 2021 season from our friends at BetOnline. And of course, remember that BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And a reminder, use that promo code NFL100 for that 100% welcome bonus. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. One final timeout on today's show to remind you guys that we are brought to you in part by our friends over at Elevate Fitness. Many of you heard me talk about, or maybe you don't, but I have lost over 45 pounds in the past six months or so, and it's been thanks to Rich Hart and his team over at Elevate Fitness. Rich is a daily listener of this podcast and heard me talk about the fact that I've been trying to lose weight, invited me to come down and check out what's going on at Elevate Fitness and InsulinIQ.com. And what I learned absolutely stunned, shocked, and amazed me, and it's been life-changing as well. I learned when I met with Rich for the first time about insulin and insulin resistance. It's absolutely critical to losing weight. Controlling insulin is the key to weight loss and metabolic health. Dr. Ben Bickman at BYU has done all the research and it's the baseline for all of the work they do at Elevate Fitness and Insulin IQ. You can go to insuliniq.com slash elevate and learn more. And while you're there, you can get a free initial consultation with Rich Hart, and it's no obligation beyond that. The best part is you don't have to go see him in person. You actually can do this via a Zoom chat or online. It's a great way to at least learn about what insulin resistance can do for you. It's been life-changing for me, as I said, rich. Has absolutely transformed my life. And it's not just about the weight loss, folks. It's a great side benefit. I can tell you that much. But I feel better than I have in more than a decade. So if you want to check it out, get to slash elevate. While you're there and meeting with Rich, tell them that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. And if you happen to live locally, you actually can go check out Elevate Fitness, their gym they have. It's located at 147 West, 400 North in Orm, Utah. It's been around for the last 25 years. It's just off State Street there. You probably have an idea of where I'm talking about. And by the way, just a little tidbit. There's a number of VYU athletes, both current and former, who are known to work out at Elevate Fitness from time to time. So you may have a chance to run into some of them if you stop by. So once again, go to InsulinIQ.com Elevate and get that free initial consultation with Rich and see if it's the right solution for you. It was for me, and I hope it can help you guys out as well. That's InsulinIQ.com Elevate. Before we go on this edition of the podcast, I want to give props to BYU quarterback Jaron Hall here. National recognition on Monday as one of the eight quarterbacks named to the Davey O'Brien Awards Great Eight List for his performance in Week 2 of the season. Hall, of course, finished 18 of 30 for 149 yards and three touchdowns. Also carried the ball eight times for 92 yards as BYU beat Utah 26-17 and vaulted themselves into the national rankings. He was also added to the midseason award watch list, making him eligible for the Davy O'Brien National Quarterback Award. It's the award annual awarded annually, excuse me, to the nation's best quarterback. The Davy O'Brien Award is the oldest and most prestigious National Quarterback Award out there. Uh, Jim McMahon was the first recipient in 1981 of the award. Other quarterbacks who have won it include uh, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, Ty Detmer, and then Robbie Bosco and Steve Sarkeesian were runners up for the award. BYU overall has won it four times, second only to Oklahoma, who has won it a grand total of five times. So a pretty prestigious award, and obviously BYU well-represented there. I wanted to pass along one other note. We'll get to this uh, from Kalani Sitake's media availability. Is that I know the stat line for a haul is not crazy. 149 yards doesn't seem like that much. Well, Kalani Sitake had a very different assessment of what he took away from his quarterback's performance
0: in that victory. In regards to numbers, he, he's doing great with the numbers that matter the most. And that's what we're focused on. You know, we, we had some mistakes in this game and it's not directed towards Jaron, but there are some individuals on, in the game that made attempts to gain some stats and things like that. And that can't happen. But it's nice to know that the leader on the offense isn't doing that. And it's just really good to see the way our players have each other's backs. And so just really happy with the way that he's performing. But a lot of that has to do with the preparation that he takes on during the week and that um, A-Rod and the rest of the offense does. I mean, I'm really confident in the way that they conduct themselves Monday through Friday. And I, that's why I feel confident going into Saturday's games.
1: He's doing great in the numbers that matter. What matters, folks, as we have talked about on this podcast, is you're a longtime listener. I say there's one thing and one thing above all else that you care about as a fan. And that is your team having more points than the other team when the clock hits zero wins. And what is BYU. And I really, really like that mentality from Kalani Satak. And I can tell you this much, Jaron Hall, he is a guy who's going to have some absolutely phenomenal performances in a BYU uniform. Some of the stat lines may not be audacious, but so long as he's winning football games, that's all that really matters. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Cougars. Please follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search us out, Locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want more of my thoughts, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, feel free to weigh in with your thoughts on email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Now, for those of you who didn't turn this off, using that email address could earn you an opportunity to go watch BYU and Arizona State square off this Saturday night. Well, how do you do that, you ask? I need you guys to get on email and the first person to correctly respond with Ben Cahoon's stat line in BYU's game against Arizona State in 1997. It was a game played in Tempe, Arizona. BYU beat the Sun Devils down there on an absolutely epic night at Sun Devil Stadium. Ben Cahoon's stat line. Receptions, yards, touchdowns, whatever it may be. If you can correctly identify his stat line from that game, the first person respond correctly at lockedonbyu at gmail.com, you have earned yourself a pair of tickets to watch the Cougars and the Sun Devils square off down there in Provo Saturday night. So really simple, get on it and the first person to respond, may the odds ever be in your favor and we'll get you those tickets so you can go enjoy the game. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Once again, a big thank you for your support of the podcast. As always, hope you guys all have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 14th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.